This is Photo BizX episode number 538 and today we are talking Facebook ads, drip campaigns with text messages, re-engaging clients and getting the very most from the leads that you're paying and working for. And our special guest is an absolute pro with each of these topics. I'm talking about the ever popular John Glazer and that interview is coming up in just a minute. Are you planning to have a successful wedding and portrait photography business? Join Andrew as he interviews successful photographers and business experts to fast track your success. Welcome to the Photo Biz Exposed podcast with your host, Andrew Helmich. Hey, it's Andrew Helmich here, host of the Photo Biz X podcast, where I interview guests from around the world to help you build a better photography business, even faster than going it alone. And I know you're going to love today's episode with John, and I'm sure if you've been listening for any length of time to the podcast, you will be familiar with John Glazer. He has two studios, one in Houston, Texas, one in New York City. He's spending over $4,000 per week on Facebook ads. So yeah, I'm pretty sure we can consider him an expert in that regard. So stick around for that. It's coming up in just a minute. And I can say John shares an absolute ton. So I know you're going to love what he does. Reveal in today's episode. Before we do get into that, if you haven't caught last week's episode with Bruce Hirsch, make sure you get back and have a listen to that one. It was a brand new marketing tactic. Well, brand new for me, one I had not heard of before, where Bruce engages with country and golf clubs, offers to photograph their members, which is a huge help to the actual clubs that he's working for. He does these sessions for free and then shoots beautiful family portraits, makes additional sales to the families following those sessions for the clubs. And to give you some idea of just how good an interview that was, I did receive this following series of messages from a very successful photographer slash premium member slash listener to the podcast. When he heard that interview... The message I got in this order was, Bruce's interview was effing awesome. I've already contacted him and asked to pay to meet with him and want to start talking to clubs and doing this ASAP. Even if I did what he did with 10 clubs and booked 100 families from each club each year and only had a $350 average, that's $350,000 and not paying for any other additional marketing. Plus, I can get them back in for a studio session with their dog. 100% up my alley. (laughs) So if that is not incentive enough to go back and have a listen to that interview with Bruce, which I know you're going to love anyway, because it will get you thinking about some brand new opportunities that you may not have considered in the past. You're listening to the number one photography business podcast with Andrew Helmich, photobizx.com. Now, I do want to share and remind you about the upcoming masterclass with Audra Harris. I'm going to share a little bit more about that after the interview with John. But if you haven't heard, there's an upcoming masterclass. It's on how to best qualify your leads like an absolute pro. It's what Audra does for a living. And the reason I want to quickly mention it now before I share more about it after the interview is have a listen to what John says in the interview about qualifying his leads and just how important it is to do that effectively to get the very most out of what you're actually paying and working to achieve with your lead generation tactics, whether it's Facebook ads, third-party marketing, competitions, expos, or working with country clubs like Bruce talked about in last week's episode. Just keep that in mind in regards to your takeaways from what John has to share in his interview, which is coming up. Oh, and just quickly, if you are hearing this announcement, it does mean you are listening to the free version of the podcast. Now, what that means is you will not hear the full interview today with John. I am saving a large portion of the second half for premium members only. You can access the full interview, though, for as little as $1 with a 30-day premium trial membership. There are more details about that over at photobizx.com forward slash try. Go and check it out. See what you're missing out on every single week. I mean, if you just listen to what John shares in the second half of today's interview, 
you will have paid for multiple years of a premium membership. photobizx.com forward slash try. Sign up for a dollar. Have a listen to what you're missing out on every single week and accelerate the pathway to your success. Welcome to another great eye for business. It's time for Andrew's special guest. Today's guest needs almost no introduction on the podcast, and certainly if you are a premium member, you will be familiar with John Glazer. He is the owner of two studios. The first one was in Houston, Texas. He's since opened a second studio in New York City. I said in my last interview with John and when he delivered the course on Facebook ads that he was on target to do a million dollars. He's a just exceeded a million dollars for the year. He's on track for 1.2 for this year, which is just incredible. Uh, really is amazing. I had a quick peek. It looks like he's got 30 Facebook ads currently running at the moment. He's spending over $4,000 a month on his advertising with Facebook, but I know he's going to tell us that he's trying to spread his risk. He's doing other things with his marketing as well. I'm looking forward to chatting today. I don't know where this conversation is going to go, but I know there's going to be a ton of good stuff from John. So, mate, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Andrew. I'm, it's always a pleasure. You're like a, a rock star to me, and it, like I owe so much to your podcast and your group. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you, to be honest. So, I mean, your Photo BizX podcast has transformed my life. <laughs> so thanks for having me. <laughs> you are, you're too kind. You're too kind. Well, let's start with Facebook ads. Like, What are you seeing that's different to the last time we spoke, uh, maybe even since you last delivered the course on the lead ad strategy? Are things changing or have they changed? Yeah, I hear people, and I don't know if it's different parts of the world that have different like things happening or whatever. I don't know. I don't know if it's me or just my perception. I feel like in Australia, the people are talking different than like people around me, but I still have people around me and like in America that have issues. And I think it's perception and it's kind of that mentality that we always talk about, like in photographers, it's like, if you're not in the right mental space, I mean, I'm just going to say it right off. I'm working with Joel Dunn and he's working on mentality with me and all that stuff. And he's amazing at it. But when you're not in the right mind space, then you're always thinking the negative. But I mean, Facebook ads are still going strong for me. My lead cost has stayed pretty steady this year. Overall, as you said in the intro, like I'm spending a bunch of money. I mean, but I'm making a bunch of money out of that. When people hear, you know, you're spending $4,000 a month, that's ridiculous. Yeah, well, if I'm making 100000 out of it, then it's not so... I mean, if I'm sending 400 a week, so roughly 16000 a month, and but if I'm making $100,000 in a month, then like about 15, 16%, you know? So that's just part of the cost of doing business, right? So I am trying to diversify and get away from some of the Facebook stuff. I had a goal this year. I had an ambitious goal this year to get to like 50% or somewhere along those lines. I'm at about 22% that's not coming out of Facebook ads. And that's some stuff like Joel's been working with me on and even some stuff that I did with like Mark Rosetto and all that stuff when I was working with him. But I mean, the Facebook ads are going strong. Like when I see people say that, you know, Facebook ads are just dead and they don't work anymore and everything. And I'm like, what are you doing? Cause <laughs> they're working fine for me. I mean, it's not even Friday yet and we booked 22 sessions this week and that's all from Facebook, you know? So if they're not working for you, I would question, are you doing them right? Like, cause here's the other thing we're getting into the holiday season here. And, and it's so funny. I'm getting all the sponsored ads from every photographer. I feel like in the country, in the United States, and I want to so desperately reach out to many of them and go, what are you doing? Because I'm like, you're living in North Carolina and I'm getting your Christmas mini session offer, you know, as a sponsored ad. It's like, you're wasting your money if I'm getting this ad. So it's just like, like, how are you targeting stuff? If you don't know what you're doing with Facebook ads, like learn how to do Facebook ads before just throwing your money at it. And then like coming away going, I didn't get any leads from that. I'm like, well, I wonder why. Cause you don't know what you're doing. You know I mean? We have the Facebook <laughs> leads course. I'm doing the exact same thing that I'm doing in the Facebook leads course that you and I did probably about a year ago. I'm doing the exact same thing now. Like whenever I start, you say I have a bunch of ads. It's really their campaigns with a bunch of ads underneath it. Just like we taught in the course, but I just go and, start a new campaign and I'm doing the exact same things that I did when I taught it in the course. Um, I'm just always tweaking and refining, maybe changing some of the verbiage. Like, I mean, instead of wanted, we've been like, we're looking for, instead of making wanted as the title, we're putting a little more catchier phrases and stuff. And I mean, like, 
I don't care if you're listening to this podcast, go and check out my ads. You're not like, I don't care. It's open domain. (laughs) Go into my Facebook page, go to the about section, go to page transparency, and they're all right there. You can see what I'm saying, see what I'm doing. They're all lead ads. I know people have some success with this, but I have not had success again with traffic and conversion and all that stuff. Leads have been really good for me. We get about 800 to a thousand leads a week. And then we filter through those and and it still has stayed the same about three, 4% of the total leads or who book with us and everything. And we broke the streak, but we had uh, five months in a row of a hundred thousand plus each month. But this last month we took a little dip, but I mean, we're on pace to get back up there this month and hopefully we'll finish out the year strong. Unbelievable. Mate, so good. Mate, I said in the intro, $4,000 a month on Facebook ads. Was that meant to be $4,000 a week? Yeah, it's four thousand a week. Four thousand a week. <laughs> That's incredible. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. So yeah, like I said, we're getting about uh my lead cost has been about four dollars and fifty cents a, a lead. It's jumped up a little bit this month just because it's the holidays and every photographer in the world is I think deciding to do their mini sessions and they're doing sponsored ad, which just jacks up the cross for everybody else. But I anticipate that. That's something I know. So last week it was like 650. This week it's down back to 550. But for the year, it's been around 450 as the average uh, for the whole year, which is pretty good. But and I'll I'll say this too, and I've seen people talk about this, and I've seen you mention this in the PhotoBizX group. People focus so much on lead cost. They need to be focused more on client acquisition, like your actual how much does it cost to book a client? Like, and I don't do all my ancillary costs like automations and my call person and all that stuff. I just look at what it costs me to book a person through a Facebook ad and how much it's costing me through that. And my, it's $167 this year, right? So when you're looking at things like people can go, well, my Facebook ad leads are $12 a lead. Well, then when I ask, well, how much is it costing you to book a client? And they're saying it's like 80 bucks. I'm like, well, that's awesome. <laughs> you know, I would love to have $12 leads and booking at $80 a lead because you're better than me. You know, I mean, that means your percentage is higher and stuff. So when people get fixated on the lead costs, I challenge them to look at what is your actual client booking cost for that client? Because that's the real true number. You can you can have a dollar lead and still have a hundred and, you know, it still costs you a hundred and $60 or whatever it is to book a client, but that's your real cost, not like the lead cost. So with the way you're doing business, and if you're giving advice to another photographer, where do you draw the line at lead acquisition cost in regards to average sale? That's a great question. I don't know if I've like been like looking at that as what that would look like and everything, to be honest, it's always been something that just works for me. So, but let's say I'm averaging a thousand dollars a shoot. So that includes no sales. That includes great sales. Let's say it's a thousand dollars, nice round number. How much would you be comfortable to pay to acquire a lead, a shoot, a session booking? I think if I was shooting a thousand dollars a shoot and that was my average sale, if my acquisition cost or my cost per client was 150 bucks, that's pretty high. It's like, that's 15%. I mean, I would love to see it down to like five to 10% maybe of the total cost. I, you know, I think if it's costing you more to bring clients in, then you naturally have to bump your prices up somehow or get more out of the client at the end of the day, you know? And I know that's easier said than done. I'm in two huge markets, you know, I mean, I'm in the number four city in the United States in Houston, Texas. And I'm in the number one city of the United States in New York City. So people can be going, well, well, that's easy for you to say, because there's, you know, gazillion people in those two places. What if I'm in podunk, whatever, podunk, whatever is going to look way different than Houston and New York. And so, um, and there's different strategies. Like, I know one of the things we wanted to talk about was different strategies and I'm trying to get away. Like, you know, I said earlier, I'm working with Joel and Joel is, like we're refining and defining some different things that he's teaching me and working with me on with different ways of marketing and and stuff. And, and it's a slow trickle, but the great thing about what he's teaching me is the stuff that we're doing. And it's mostly with gift vouchers and third-party marketing and, and different kinds of things. And, and everything. And so I'm going to give a shout out to him. So like, if you're looking for somebody mindset stuff and like some different marketing stuff, definitely talk to Joel. He's amazing at that kind of stuff. 
especially on the mindset stuff. He'll, he'll call me out on crap that I'm like, I'm not even realizing I'm doing. <laughs> Has he got you taking cold baths yet? Please tell me he hasn't. No, no, I haven't. <laughs> I, I haven't been introduced that to yet. So we'll see. Maybe one day he'll go, okay, John, today's the day you got to go take a cold bath. I'm like, okay, cool. He probably would. He probably should have said that last week. I had the flu. So, I mean, it's just like, you need to go take a cold bath. But no, he has not had me do that yet. So uh... <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. Well, thanks for the heads up. <laughs> the ice baths are coming at 5 a.m. Something ridiculous. <laughs> hey, when you have a $200,000 a month, John, you got to go take an ice bath. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Anyway, um, no, but we're working on some different things. Here's my philosophy and my theory behind this. And, and this is what I want people to hear. Anybody that knows me knows that I built my business off of Facebook ads. It started with me working with Bernie, doing the wanted ads and everything. And it's just transpired into what it is. And majority of what I do is off of Facebook ads. But where that's happened is when I first started, I was able to boost an ad and get a bunch of leads. Then one day out of nowhere, that stopped. Like I wasn't getting any leads. And then I went to, you know, uh, going to ads manager and doing traffic ads and those were working really, really well. And I was getting tons of leads and all that stuff. And then that stopped. Now I'm doing lead ads and knock on wood or for Mike or whatever this desk is, <laughs> but those lead ads have lasted and done very well for me. Yes. The lead costs have gone up. You know, I mean, you hear that all the time. Oh, the lead costs have gone up. Yeah. That's just. That's business. I mean, everything's gone up. I mean, we're in every place in the world has seen inflation. Why would marketing not change? You know what I'm saying? And so lead ads have gone up and everything, but my fear, and I'm trying not to be fearful about it. I'm trying to be positive and everything, but like I've seen the transgression of this. What happens if that day I wake up and my leads just stop working? What is my other option of what I do? Right. I know the last, I think the last podcast you and I talked about, like my Facebook ads, it's like had ceased to exist because I had some issues. And uh, that was like in December, January. And so I wasn't getting leads for like a month. And so I was going back to my mailing list and doing offers through my mailing list and getting some bookings there and all that stuff. But it's, and that's part of the strategy is like, yeah, I have like 40,000 people or almost probably 45,000 people in my email list. And I'm constantly communicating with those people because I've said it, I think on here before, and I'll say it again. If you're just thinking that lead is that first time that you ever talked to, like I get them in and I didn't book them. And then you're like, Oh, I didn't book that person. Well, you gotta keep working them, man. <laughs> Cause like they're maybe it's not the right time. You know, I mean, maybe they had a kid a year later. It's like, no, nope, now I need to go get a family session and I need to go get pictures of that kid and all that stuff. But if you're just like, I see too many people and I talk to too I, I have friends that do this and I tell them all the time, stop doing this. But they just, they get the leads. And I'm like, what are you doing for marketing after like with all those leads? It's like, you already paid for them. Why are you not doing more with them? <laughs> and they're like, nothing. I'm like, are you sending emails? No, not really. Why? Like, what is your problem? What are you doing? <laughs> you know? I mean, like I paid for those 40,000 leads and some of them dropped off. So I probably have like 80, 90,000, but they've dropped off or I've purged my, you know, great thing with MailerLite that I learned a couple of months ago is there's a little feature in there. Like they've never opened your email. They've never interacted with your email and stuff. It realizes that. And it says, would you like to purge these? Cause you pay for them. <laughs> if yeah. you have them in your thing. And I'm like, yes. And it like deleted like 14,000 people that I'm like, okay, they've never interacted with my stuff. Why would I want to keep them in the email box? So just with that, John, so why not just send those people, that 40,000 segment of people, one final email saying, hey, it's John from John Glazer Photography. Uh, looks like you're not opening my emails. I uh, just want to make sure. Because if you're sending them that email, like they haven't opened it before, they're not going to open that email either. You know, Right. So you've sent multiple emails that they haven't opened. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, so I don't know what MailerLite does, but the few that I looked at, it showed how many emails I've sent th to them and it showed how many they had opened and how many they had interacted. And out of those people, it was just like zeros all the way down the board. Like, you know, it was like you sent like, 10 emails or something. It was zeros. Like they never touched it, never opened it, never interacted with it. And so they kind of discern like, it's just time to move on with okay. them. They're just, they, they aren't opening your email, but like, I know we were going to talk about this a little bit and it's a good lead in. Sorry, John. So just quickly. So the reason you want to purge those 40,000 is because you're paying for them in mail or It's better to get rid of them off your email list if they're not interacting at all. Correct. So I know there's different email services and I know that was a conversation that was talked about just recently. 
but with MailerLite and I use MailerLite, I really like their automations that they do and the ease of it. And it's familiar to me. Um, I started with MailChimp. MailChimp was really expensive. I moved to MailerLite. It actually has a better interface, I feel like, than MailChimp. And it was half the cost. I know there's some people that are spending a lot less than me even for mail, email, but they don't have the email list that I have. They don't have the masses that I have. So when you have 40,000 people, you get to a threshold that like when you're from this number to this number, you're paying X amount of dollars per month. And so if you can purge it, now you get back down to a different level and you're paying less per month to manage all those people. Cool. And um, what were you going to say? You said, we, oh, we're just talking about this. Yeah. Like I know you and I talked about this and it was part of the things that we were wanting to chat about is like the texting side of it too. Like texting is a huge part of it too. I think we get so focused on emailing clients, emailing clients, emailing clients, emailing clients, but people don't read emails. They don't open emails. People don't open emails. They don't read emails. They don't do any of that kind of stuff. There's a certain segment, but texting, people read texts. Like if it comes, they might be annoyed by it, but if they're annoyed by it, they just click stop or tell you to go piss off and then you go piss off, you know, like, or whatever. (laughs) But people are, I am always on this daggone thing. I'm always on my phone. And if you send a text to somebody, they're going to see it, right? I I don't have solid data with this, but I have visual data. Like I see what it is. All of the people that book a consult call with us, there's a link that if they did it through an email and there's a link that if they did it through a text message. And when I go down and see that, I would say 80% of them is from the text message link, right? And we've even started a third link. And this is another little tidbit of information. If people are running Facebook ads and not doing this, you need to start doing this. If you're running Facebook ads and you want to maximize your Facebook ads, my studio manager does this for me. But if you have a smaller studio, you can easily do this once or twice a week. You need to go in and anybody that's commenting on your post, you need to respond to that comment. hundred percent. Yes. Even if it's just like, here's my dog. We have like kind of canned responses. It's just like, oh, your dog's so cute. Make sure you click this link to book a consult call with us or whatever. And it's its own link. So then I see that we're getting stuff from social media that they're booking calls with us. And so I was telling Kelly and she was thrilled to do this when we started doing it. I said, hey, I just want you to know that you are doing an amazing job on social media because all of your stuff that you're doing, we're getting five to 10 probably calls booked a day of people that are coming from social media of you posting that link, but it's in a comment. It's throughout the thread. You might have 200, 300 comments, but if you're commenting on that one person, because they're like, People will comment on your link and go, hey, I would love to be a part of it. It's like, all they have to do is click the learn more and then they're a part of it, but they don't do that, right? And so you have to tell them, here, here's a call to action to do it. So if you're not doing that and you're just filtering the bad comments, but not commenting on the good comments, you're missing out because you're already like paying kind of for those things. You're using that that service of the Facebook ads. Make sure you're maximizing it by commenting on those people and getting them to call to action of something. Just don't assume that they're clicking your link. If they comment and they go, here's my dog. Great. We would love to have your dog in. They might have already done it, but don't take that assumption. Just tell them. Then their next comment will be, I already did that. Thank you. You know, I mean, cool. Then like you're already on the way, <laughs> you know? Right. So you're finding that they're obviously clicking those links that you're copying back in from the same ad that's above. Is it also helping organic reach of the ad, do you believe? Or is it more just about getting more clicks on your link? I don't know if it's organic. I can't say that. I don't think it's an organic. I think it's still part of the paid ad. So Andrew comments and posts a picture of his dog and says, oh, I would love to be a part of this. Well, Andrew didn't fill out the form. He just said, I would love to be a part of this and posted a picture of his dog, right? Well, If you don't say anything to Andrew, Andrew's just going to sit there and not do anything. But if you go on there and you reply, it's going to say, Andrew, we would love to have you in the studio. And then you have we have a canned response. We say, we'd love to have you in the studio. Click the link and schedule a call with us and we can go over more information. And it's that link that's uh, I titled it the social media link because when it shows up on our data that I get on the back end, it says social media. So I know it's coming from that, you know, so. So Kelly's using a, a, a different link or a tiny URL or, or bit.ly link so you can measure it, is she? Yeah, so I have a Calendly that we use that we book our consult calls with Ray, who does all of our consult calls. And so 
I have multiple links, but it's just the same calendar. I make the one calendar, I duplicate it, I change the link name to a different link. And then so when it shows up in my data, it'll say social media link, New York City link, Houston link, email link or whatever. And I know which one is which. Right. Got it. And so the one that I do for social media, it actually says social media. And then when it comes into my data, it says social media. So I know that's where it's coming from. Got it. Love it. I love how you measure everything. I love it. So good. Which texting service are you using? Because I believe you've changed services, haven't you? Yeah, so I started with Text Magic. Text Magic, the problem with Text Magic was that it was very clunky and to really, I mean, they might have changed. I haven't been using them for a while, but they were very clunky. Everything that I had to do automation wise, I had to do Zapier and it was a very complex Zapier setup that I had to do. I actually hired somebody to set that up for me. And then every time I made a new ad, I had to set up a new like series of texts that would go. And then I would always mess up one of the things in the zap because it was a pretty complicated set of series of zaps. So I would have to hire, keep that place on retainer and say, hey, can you check and see if I did this right? And text message was really expensive because I was paying literally per text. And so I was paying a couple of thousand dollars a month because of the amount of texts that we were sending. So Brian Kellogg, you've had him on the show before, dear friend. He's up in uh, Columbus, Ohio, where I was, I'm from originally. And he and I chat on a regular basis and he told me about Scipio. And so Scipio is at scipio.com. It's, you can use it here in America and in Canada and it's awesome. You can create all your drip campaigns and your automations inside of Scipio and it just does it all. And it's got an app so you can actually text like you're using your iPhone. It's just through their app and respond to people. You can actually forward your phone number to the number that you're on there and you can call back from that number and everything. So it's a great service. I love it. It's like revolutionized my business. Actually, the president of the company flew out here about a month or two ago to meet with me. He's there out of Utah. He spent the day or we went to an Astros game and talked business. We didn't watch any of the game. I don't think it was a really exciting game, but there was two people tossed and we didn't even see it because we were like, oh, what happened? <laughs> but we were talking business the whole time. And then the next day we did a video just about how I'm using Scipio within my business because he's really wanting to kind of help photographers build on to um, what they can do with their business using like a Scipio as a platform. But it's awesome. I mean, I have a couple of zaps that I do for my lead sheet that go into Scipio, but I know Scipio is working to try and integrate some of that stuff internally. So you don't have to use Zapier. You can just like connect to like Google Drive, but there's a lot of things that go with that. I learned a lot about uh, texting and I know Scipio is trying to get like in Australia. And that's one of the things you and I texted about. But there's a lot of hurdles that come with texting that are different hurdles than with with email. Right. So email, at least in the United States, and I know it is in a lot of places, it's usually government regulated in some way, shape or form. Texting, at least in the United States, has zero government regulations right now. And they want to keep it that way, right? So the carriers have made their own regulations, but the carriers can dictate what those regulations are by carrier. And so each carrier has its own regulations and they can change it at any time and they're not going to tell you. And Scipio is kind of the middleman that helps facilitate that for me, right? And so, for example, we had an issue where one of the carriers not too long ago just stopped allowing us to send texts. Well, because I keep the data that I keep, I was able to see that something's not right. I was going from getting 30% of people were booking consult calls with us and it was getting down to like five, 10%. I'm like, what is going on? One or two days, maybe as an anomaly, but it was happening for three, four, five days. So luckily, you know, Scipio helped me out. It took a little bit of time because they found out that one of the major carriers went out and stopped allowing me to send texts to their people. So Scipio on my behalf went to them and, and did whatever they had to do and got that carrier to back on and got them back online. So everything's back to normal. But that's the, like, I know people that go into texting, there's pros and cons to it. And there's no reason why, like, there's no rhyme or reason to it. You just have to learn that if there's something not going right, contact your tech support and they're going to help you out probably if it's a good service. 
you know, but texting is revolutionized in my business. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can definitely see it's the way forward or an additional service to have as part of your business because people are actually reading and opening them. We still email, by the way. We still do email. We do both. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't drop both. Uh, sorry, I wouldn't drop one for the other. I, I add uh, texting to the email, but just with the carrier that wasn't delivering your text messages, were they blocking Scipio or were they blocking John Glazer photography? That's a great question. I don't know. I mean, they weren't blocking Scipio as a whole. I think it was me. Like, so in the United States, I can't remember the name of it, but there's like a, a form you have to fill out when you get in with a, a texting service if you're a business, right? And there's a couple of different ways to do texting. Like some people see the texting where it's like a six digit number or whatever. That's not true texting. Those are like not the kind of text that you want to be doing. You want one that's like a legit phone number. You don't want an 800 number either. That was another thing that Jared told me about from Scipio. You want our number is just a regular number. It's got the same prefix, similar prefix to our studio, right? And so it acts as just like a regular phone number, but you have to fill out this form and explain in the form. I remember you had to put like some sample text that you would be sending to people. And then once you're approved... You're approved. But again, that's a blanket approval. But then carriers can say, oh, I've changed my rules and I don't like what you're doing. I feel like this is spam or something. And then they they turn you off and then you have to come back and say, we're not spamming people. We're not whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah, okay. And there's some things that you need to take into consideration when it comes to texting. When you are doing texting, this is stuff that I've learned is one, if it's the first text you ever sent to somebody, don't put a link in it. You want to send a text, like an intro text, and then put a link in a secondary text usually. So do you only send the secondary text if you had a reply to the initial text or you'll send it anyway? No, we have an automation that it comes a minute after the initial text. Oh, okay. Got it. Right. So our timeline is usually five minutes after they fill out a form, they get the first text, and then a minute later, they get a next text. And the other thing that's cool about a service like Scipio is I can say from like eight in the morning to eight at night, don't send any more texts. So if somebody fills out the form at 8.01 at night, they don't get their first text until eight in the morning the next day. And so it can be during business hours of when my person's actually at the computer doing their thing and people aren't getting text messages in the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah, that's great. John, with the automation, you said once they fill out a form, they're getting a text you know, within a minute and then five minutes. Are you capturing their phone number in your lead ad these days or is that the next step? They're, they're filling out their phone number in another form. Yeah. So on the lead form, like you can set up that you can do the name. And if I think that did that, we talked about this in the leads course, like you want to change that name by default. It does like first and last name all in one line. You want to delete that, add first name, last name as two different things. Cause when you put it into Google sheets or however you have that going, you want them to be separated because then all the automations you do from then on would be Andrew Helmet. Hey, Andrew Helmet <laughs> you know, would not separate your first and last name. <laughs> yeah. So that's one little tip. The second tip is we keep it really simple on our lead form because with Facebook leads, you can't require them to do, you can add special questions and all that stuff, but that you can't require them to do it. So my biggest thing is for Facebook leads, I want name, email, phone number. That's all I care about. Right. So the emails go to MailerLite, the phone numbers go to Scipio, and then the automations would go from there. Right. But yeah, so like we get the phone number and it goes to Scipio. And then once it hits Scipio, it just starts doing its thing. So if I see one of your lead ads, I respond to it. I give you my name, email address, and phone number. Am I going to get an email and a text message? Yes. Okay, cool. And I didn't always do that when I moved over to text messaging. I did all text messaging, but a lesson learned when we've had those hiccups is when one thing's not working, at least you have a backup and it might not generate as many things, but it's still generating something. And so like when texting wasn't working, I was still getting people coming from email. Right. And it's funny because the carrier that I'm not going to mention names of carriers, but the carrier that like turned us off is a major carrier in Houston, not as major a carrier in New York City. So we were still getting stuff generated from text through New York, but we weren't getting anything from like as we weren't getting as much from Houston because the other carriers were still working. But, you know, it was divided up between the major carriers. Got it. Got it. You said with uh, text magic, I think it was text magic, you were paying per text. How are you paying for Scipio? It must be different. Scipio is a monthly fee and then you pay on top of it. You pay like a little like phone usage fee. I don't remember the 
number. And the nice thing about Scipio too is they do kind of like mailer light is it's like in levels. You start off at the low level and then as you grow your business and you're sending X amount of text, you can go up to the next level and then you can go up to the next level. It's really cool in that regard. So you're only paying for the level that you really need. You don't need to go all the, like when I first started with them, cause I was only doing, I was just testing it out. I started at the bottom level, but I quickly moved up to their top tier level. And then you have a limit. I don't remember what the total limit is. I think it's 30,000 people in your texting. And then 15,000 a month is like the max level or whatever. Um, and then after that, you start paying per extra text, but it's a minimal cost and all that stuff. So, but I'm paying probably, probably a quarter or a third of what I was paying with text magic to use Scipio. I mean, it's still, it's still an expense, but it's not nearly the expense I was paying before. And it's worth every penny because if I wasn't using Scipio, I would be just relying on email and I don't get nearly the response from the emails. Well, you said 80% earlier, 80% responses from text. Yeah, I, I would say eighty, about 80% is what I'm getting from the text messaging coming into me and all that stuff. Yeah, it's it's a night and day difference. And the great thing is, too, is like texting, you're going to get interaction. Email, you don't get so much interaction. People read an email and they move on. They're not going to generally they're not going to, I mean, you send out emails all the time. I get them all the time. I mean, do people email you on a regular basis when you send out those emails? I mean, they don't probably send out too many. You don't probably get a lot of responses. Not a huge number. And usually the response I'm getting is like, I don't want, I didn't subscribe to you. I'm like, okay, well, there's an unsubscribe button at the bottom of the email. You can just click that and you can move on. You don't have to yell at me. (laughs) John, well, you mentioned on that same topic, text drip campaigns so it sounds like you're using texting like most businesses are using email exactly so let's say i come into your your network your world through one of your facebook ads and you know we might engage i I might book a shoot i might not when do i get the next sort of part of the drip campaign is it six months later you start uh, sort of warming me up again for another shoot Premium members of Photobiz Exposed hear more of the best photography business strategies from every guest. We have talked a little bit about your New York studio. Now you, and I would love to be coming to this, but I just can't, but you're running a (laughs) workshop in New York City in January 2024. What's the go? So, yeah, I had this idea last January. I was like, man, I have this really, really cool studio in the heart of Manhattan. It's like in the coolest part of Manhattan, I think. Like it's in this place where like George Gershwin and stuff, like they made all the the music and stuff back in the day. It's like t- called Tin Pan Alley, right? And so like the thought of the history of this place and everything, but it's a really cool area. It's New York City. I mean, who doesn't want to go to New York City, right? So I was just like, and I, I got a beautiful studio there. It's a huge studio. So, and I love working with people and helping them, like, you know, teaching them some stuff that has worked for me and my business and what got me started. I want people to become successful like me too, because everybody has to start somewhere, right? And I find that a lot of people, one of the things that it's like a basic thing that we don't get to practice until we get a client in front of us. And that's like, how do I sell to somebody? You know, I mean, so the workshop that I want to do, it's a, it's a two day workshop with an optional third day. It's going to be the 16th, 17th and 18th. The reason why I'm doing it in January is uh, New York is a little cheaper in January. The hotel that I usually stay at when I checked the other day was about 150 a night. Normally, like this time of the year, it's 250, 300. So it's a lot cheaper and it's a nice hotel too. It's not some raggedy hotel. So it's a little bit cheaper. We're going to provide the meals, going to be incorporated into the cost of the workshop. The first two days are going to be like a lot of business stuff and like how to like some techniques and stuff to get you going, get you started, get some clients in, how to price yourself. I'll show you all the different ways because we've priced ourselves in a lot of different ways over the years. Um, We've done in-person sales. We've done Zoom sales. Talk about how those are a little bit different between each other, how to differentiate those kind of things. Do some sample sales, do some sample phone calls, both me as a client and both me as the the call person or the salesperson, but do some interactive stuff. We're going to keep it small, 10, 15 people. And then the second day, what I envision is we're going to bring in a couple of families that we had in the studio that are interested and willing to come up and let us 
use them as uh, families that we can photograph and talk through, not just lighting and stuff. That's one thing. I mean, I think we can learn lighting anywhere. It's how to interact. Like I learned this from Peter Hurley when it comes to headshots and stuff. One of the biggest downfalls of photographers is how do you interact with clients? How do you manage a session? You know, I mean, when I talk to some people, it's like, oh, how long is your session? Two, three hours. I'm like, why is your session two or three hours? It's like, what are you doing? It's like, I mean, we do 30, 45 minute sessions and the 45 minute sessions is a session that like the kid or the dog was difficult. You know, usually my sessions when I'm photographing are 20, 30 minutes and I walk away with 60, 70, 80 photos that are keepers that I want to show people. So I want to help people manage that workflow because it makes your life so much easier when you know how to do that. Right. And so the first two days are going to be like really how, how to manage a session, how to get people into your studio, how to um, sell to them, how to up to sell to them. And, and all, so I mean, it's all stuff that we're actually doing in our studio. I'm not teaching you. Like I tell people when they talk to me, I'm never going to tell you something that I've not done and proven myself. You know, there's tons of stuff that I've tried and it's not worked for me. I'm not going to tell you how to, I'll tell you I've done it, but I'm not going to disclaim it and say, didn't work, but I'm going to show you like the things that we're doing. And, and I also, like, I just talked about this on a Facebook live like we're getting out of COVID and I know a lot of people are doing things on zoom and stuff. There's something about being together with a group of people and another photographers. And you teach it like your group is a prime example of this, of just the interaction of having other photographers around you that you can facilitate with and go, Hey, I'm having this problem or I need help with this. And and, then, you know, you see, like I'm one of them, Brian Kellogg's another one. We we jump in right away. It's like, Oh, what are you having trouble with? You know? And then like, you got to facilitate that somehow. And so I'm hoping to do that with a small group of people do our first one ever. The Thursday is going to be more hands-on. Like we're going to try and bring a couple of families or a dog family and stuff. And then let people have their own practice at it and get some critiques of like, Hey, what you could have done this better. You could have done that better. Or why didn't you say this to the client? Or why did you do this with the client? And, and do those kind of things, or even do some interactive sales sessions, like where it's more, you're going to do the sale, we're going to tell you what you could have done better, what you could have done, uh, whatever. So um, that's an optional third day, the first two days are like going to be part of the whole, uh, the original thing. And then the third day will be an optional thing. But I just think it'll be a cool thing. And we don't talk enough about business at those kind of at clinics and conferences and workshop, we talk about Hey, how to light somebody. And it's like, that's great and everything, but that's not what's going to make you money. You know, at the end of the day, it's all this other stuff that we don't talk enough about. I think Mate, it's, it sounds fantastic. And I, I know, I know for a fact, there's going to be listeners thinking, John, you had me at New York city. <laughs> like what a place to go and do a workshop. <laughs> You had me at New York City. I haven't been there in a while. So I, I want to go back. I haven't been there. Like Ricky's my associate photographer. He's killing it running that studio up there. And then I have another guy, uh, Rob Feiner, who um, I've met through the Peter Hurley headshot crew. And Rob's awesome. He's our backup guy. Like when Ricky goes on vacation and he's to get away for a weekend or something, Rob fills in and stuff and he does an amazing job. But Ricky is just killing it up there. And and I don't get, and, and I haven't had to go up there and do anything. Cause he's just like, they've got it all taken care of, you know, but I miss New York. I love New York and I'm hoping I can get some people to come and, and, you know, we're going to talk about products. I'm, I mean, I'm a big graphy studio person. I'm going to talk to my rep and see if we can get some, you know, discounts and stuff for, for that kind of thing and get some sponsorships and stuff, but, but talk about products and why to do different products and what kind of products to use. And like, and if you're a graphic person, you've never seen graphic, we have stuff that you can show and everything, but I think it'll be a really cool thing. We're going to feed you good where, you know, we're not going to just have you come up there and then have to spend extra money going out to eat. We're going to have a, bring in some nice breakfast and lunch and then, uh, and then dinner will be, uh, we'll go out to a nice restaurant and we'll take care of you. And I'm going to have to hide this episode from Linda. Hey, if you can make the way over, man, I'd love to have you. And I'd stay a couple extra days and hang out with you, Andrew. Well, I, I would love that. I'm going to have to hide this episode from Linda and, until after January. <laughs> because she's like, what? what do you mean? And I even had the thought, maybe like on the last night or something, we can have an add-on, like go to a Broadway show. Oh, wow. I, I know a few of them that I would love to go see again. And I think people would love, so. And I'm a big Broadway fan. Well, look, it sounds so good. I'll share details, obviously, once they come to hand in the group and uh, via email. Is there anywhere that people can go now to make sure that they get told about what's happening? 
So I have a little podcast that I've been doing. It's not as amazing as yours. I mean, I, I just, I'm, I'm trying to do my own little thing. Um, it's refocus your business. And, and I'm a working photographer. Podcast is not my full-time thing. So it's not as regular as yours, but I'm getting some guests on here and doing some stuff on mine. But refocus your business. We'll be posting stuff in there. And then it's also a place for photographers to interact and everything. I'm working on the landing page to finalize that for people to purchase and all that stuff. And I should have that out in the next week. But yeah, go to refocus your business and you can, you can check it out there. Um, you can contact me at john at johnglazerphotography.com and I'd be happy to help you with that kind of stuff and everything. Unreal. John, you've been amazing, mate. Thank you for staying back tonight. Every time we jump on a Zoom call, your studio looks a little bit more fancy. It looks nicer. And uh, it's it's really cool, mate. To, to... Well, so, you say that. I, I moved my desk over here. So I have like, and I have my backup camera, my 6D Mark II as my camera now. So I have the bokeh effect in the background and everything. So I look professional. Right. Okay. It's, I'm, I'm saying. And I got, some, uh, I got some lights that are up here so I can like light myself well so I, I do a lot of zooms anymore we i was doing some zoom sales and i meet with my staff and i meet with different people that like you know my friends and like other photographers and joel and, and whatever and it's just like i wanted to look professional i didn't want to look like a ragamuffin with some internet camera <laughs> you know <laughs> well, it's looking very pro mate it looks fantastic and again what you've shared has been uh, invaluable i know there's going to be a, a ton of takeaways for listeners so mate, massive thanks for coming on for spending some time with us and uh can't wait to hear more about the workshop and i hope it's filled with photo biz x listeners because uh that will be absolutely amazing again mate massive thanks no thank you andrew for having me it's always a pleasure man hope you enjoyed that interview with john as much as i did john if you are listening again mate thank you so much for coming on i love our chats whether we are recording or not and uh, you dropped a, an absolute ton of great info today so again mate thank you so much for you the listener there had to be so many takeaways if you would like to share any of them with me or john do so inside the premium members facebook group if you're a premium member otherwise feel free to shoot me an email i'd love to hear about your takeaways what your thoughts are on any interview including this one with john uh, don't forget to check out the show notes for today's episode they are at photobizx.com forward slash 538 in the show notes i've got examples of john's work but more importantly i've got links to anything and everything that he mentioned including a link to where you can find all the details about his upcoming new york city workshop what a blast that would be there is no way you could attend something like that and not come away motivated and with all the tools you need to succeed in business, having learned it from someone in the trenches and doing exactly what he's teaching. Plus, who wouldn't want a trip to New York City? <laughs> Sounds amazing. What a place to host a workshop. So again, more details in the show notes for today's episode on John's workshop in New York City, plus anything and everything else he mentioned, including past interviews I've recorded with John, where you can find the lead ads course. It's all there in that one spot at photobizx.com forward slash 538. On the topic of that show notes page, you'll also find details about the upcoming Qualify Your Photography Leads Like a Pro course. This is the course that's being delivered by Audra Harris, who I interviewed not too long ago on the podcast and I think this could well be the missing link for so many photographers, including you and your business. If you are paying for leads or working for leads, they are never going to be the amazing clients they could be unless you qualify them correctly. And Audra is actually doing this for a living. So she knows all the tips and tricks to get the very most from your leads, how to prepare them for the best experience, a great sale, to purchase more products, whether that's wall art or digital files, albums, acrylic blocks, gift sets, or whatever it is that you love to sell in your business. Order's going to lead you through a way to do that effectively before that lead actually makes the booking. And just as importantly, she's going to show you how to disqualify the leads that will not be a good fit for you and your business, the ones that are unlikely to spend anything. And if you can minimize those, it means you'll have more time to photograph and work with the clients that really do want to spend with you or leave some spare time to do other things in your business or with your family in your spare time. No one wants to be wasting time 
photographing clients that just don't value your work and who aren't willing to spend, especially if they sneak through the cracks after running a lead generation strategy online or offline for that matter. So there are more details about the upcoming training. It's going to be delivered live via Zoom on November 9th, 2023 at 8am Australian Daylight Saving Time. I have a link on the registration page where you can find your local time for that live presentation. And whether or not you can make it to the live training, you will have access to the recording and the standalone course after the live delivery if you register before that live training is delivered. And the good news is you get that at the special price of $197. The price will be doubling after the live presentation. So you do need to get in and register before the live training happens to get access to the live course or the recording. And as a huge bonus, you'll also be gifted access to the original Facebook ads course if you register before the live training goes ahead. And if you do already have access to that original Facebook ads course, I'm giving you the option to gift that to a photographer friend of yours. Oh, and I should also point out, this would be an amazing course if you want to train someone in your business to make these calls to qualify your leads. If you don't want to be doing this yourself, if you want to pass it on to a team member, maybe you want to outsource it to a VA who works from a remote location, whether that's in the same country, state, city, or even overseas, they could do this training that Audrey will be delivering and you'll have a team member that knows how to effectively qualify your leads for you following any kind of promotion that you run. Again, more details over at photobizx.com forward slash qualify. And if you have any questions before then, shoot me an email. It's andrew at photobizx.com. Alrighty, that is going to wrap up this episode of the podcast. Big thanks again to John Glazer for coming on and sharing everything he did. Don't forget, if you are a premium member, you can hit John up for any follow-up questions. Or if you just want to say thanks, you can do that also in the Facebook group for premium members. And I'll be more than happy to continue the conversation there about Facebook ads, lead ads, text messaging, drip campaigns via text, or anything else you may have picked up from John in today's interview. Alrighty, that really is it for me. Have a fantastic week ahead. Stay safe, healthy and well and I will talk to you soon. Bye for now. If you have enjoyed this episode, head to photobizx.com Join the conversation, leave a comment and share your thoughts on the interview with Andrew and today's special guest. 